Welcome to the Ether. Today is Wednesday, September 7th, 2022. Today on the Ether, Cosmos Spaces with the Neutron AMA. Let's take a listen. Yeah, so it's a thread about it. We pinned it to the Twitter profile for for a while, but then we had a couple of other big announcements. um, So kind of like got squeezed away. But I I think this one is kind of like relevant for everyone who's interested in, uh, in Neutron. Um, I guess the the latest one is also the you know when that the fact that Lido kind of made it um, official that they're considering um, how to launch uh, in Cosmos and that their plans include um, using Neutron's kind of like interoperability um, features. You know the fact that we make interesting accounts and interesting queries available to small contracts, um, and also. You know, obviously, interesting security and the, the the much larger runway that that provides um, is kind of useful to them. Yeah, I think uh, you know the more you know you guys come out with what you guys are building, it's it's really cool, and I think uh, you know it's going to sneak up on people. And I'm really interested to see how this all progresses from launch and as the you know other other projects start to build on there. So um, we got to thank you everybody that's in the in the crowd. Looks like we got a good group here. We can uh, go ahead and get started. Um, let's go ahead and get started by Bade. Uh, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, you know, just just who you know who you are, and you know, you don't have to give us your real name, but uh, you <laughs> you pseudonym at least. Everybody, thank you. Sure. So um, I'm Spade. I am a core contributor to Neutron. Um, you know, I I actually like a couple of. Well, about a year and like, no, actually early this year, I was still kind of just a very engaged uh, community member um, and, you know, um, things leading into another when you when you're curious and when you want to learn and when you put in the work and try to be useful, you actually, you know, in this industry, it seems to bring you very far. And so, you know, I, I was lucky enough to 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 be involved with like pretty interesting uh, protocols. Um, you know, with P2P uh, validator, with uh, Lido, which we helped uh, on on Terra. I, I helped with a community as a community manager back in the days, um, and now you know, like one thing leading to another. I'm uh, I'm helping build Neutron, and it's been you know so far. It's already been a very uh, very interesting journey, but it's actually just it's really the start. Like uh, Neutron, I guess as a as a project is really in its early days. Um, you know, obviously we're already working on um, a lot of interesting stuff um, that will lead us nicely into a launch that we hope is going to kind of change the face of the interchain um, in a way, making it much more interconnected, making it much more active, 
providing new use cases, a lot of utility, a lot of, you know, a lot of options into what people can actually do when they're in Cosmos uh, beyond just staking, I guess. Because ABC, like, as a premise, is, is absolutely fascinating. And so, you know, removing the barriers for a lot of um, teams to come and, and build on top of these technologies is just, just incredible. So that's basically what we're doing. And then, you know, launch is basically just the start. Uh, once we get to launch, we'll still there. There will still be tons of features um, to build. You know, you don't you don't make a self-sustainable zone unless you can refine the governance systems so that eventually the people that use um, the zone, that invest in the zone, and in the, that validate the zone, that build on the zone, can really take over. And that takes like very mature and very well refined governance systems. That takes a solid and kind of um, self-sustaining economic system. It takes um, a lot of tooling, a lot of infrastructure or data for, you know, as well as MEV. Um, you know, all of these things you have to start thinking about really early um, in the process so that you can bake as much as possible into the design of the, of the platform itself. And that down the road, it leads to um, an ecosystem, a community that is flourishing and that is able to kind of drive itself um, going forward. I'm getting attacked by my cat, so if you um, you know if you hear stuff getting broken, uh, it's not me going on a rampage. It's uh, you know these adorable creatures which have very potent destructive capabilities. Yeah, uh, so I guess that's uh, that's the intro of uh, who I am and what we're you know trying to build at uh, at Neutron. That's awesome. No worries. I, you know, I totally feel you. I have a dog here too. So uh, at least he just barks. I couldn't imagine being scratched and, you know, attacked for not giving, giving him, giving her loves and attention. <laughs> so, you know, split your attention wisely so you don't get attacked. <laughs> um, the only things they attack is, uh, is the food. Right. And um, yeah, I made the mistake of leaving a plate in the, in the room. And so that's, uh, that's the focus of their attention right now. You know, they're, they're very strategic in how they approach it. <laughs> oh, yeah, they know you're busy and that they can they can win. Now's the time to strike. <laughs> uh, but so going, you know, just a little back, I know you, you know, talked about some of the innovative features, you know, big projects like Lido wanting to build, um, but then going into a sustainable zone, like at a very base level, you know, like what is Neutron? You know, I know some people hear like permissionless zone, consumer chain, you know, all these different things. Um, so kind of if you were just to explain this, you know, like CLI five, like, you know, just an intro to somebody who's never heard of Neutron, like what would you say um it is and its use cases in the in the ecosystem? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. So at a very basic level, Neutron is a smart contract platform that essentially has three main features. It's more secure than other smart contract platforms in Cosmos so far, thanks to a technology called interchain security. It provides small contracts and small contracts developers with access to um, intro to technologies that allows them to build products that can interoperate very, very deeply with the rest of the ecosystem, be it small contract based or being uh, or be it Cosmos SDK based. Um, and it generally seeks to um, reduce and minimize the overhead of building new products in Cosmos as a small contract. Um, so, you know, like the, the app chain 
thesis of Cosmos is absolutely wonderful. The, the way that Cosmos intends to scale makes a ton of sense. That it's in many ways the, you know, the most am ambitious kind of alternative paradigm to the monolithic blockchain paradigm, where you basically um, put everything on the same blockchain and then you try to make that system as, um, as efficient um, and decentralized as possible. So because it's you know, such a radical alternative, it's um it has like very wonderful properties but you know we've been as a as an ecosystem and a community we've been extremely focused on app chains themselves but what we kind of realize is that not everything needs to be an app chain like i don't think it was ever the intention to uh, kind of like um you know prevent small contracts from being part of this ecosystem um it's more that to make app chains um kind of like work as a scaling and you know ecosystem expansion mechanism you really need to to focus on making them easy to build easy to bootstrap easy to make interoperable between each other and that has really taken all the attention and so with neutron what we're trying to do is to bring kind of like a, a whole new kind of actors that have not been so key in the ecosystem so far and to bring a lot more devs into the the ecosystem so that you know we can uh, bootstrap the activity um with a much wider um, kind of like cohort of uh, of people who can build in in Cosmos, basically. Yeah, there definitely hasn't been a focus on the interchain security uh, aspect in the consumer chains. You know, we've we've definitely heard this narrative about it for a while, but then you know it feels like there's always something that comes up or some reason why we have to change the plan to kind of focus on something else. So it is nice to see this this kind of you know, focus on it and it's kind of time to shine. And like you said, you're bringing more developers and focus to it. So, you know, that's only going to, um, you know, lead to faster and more innovative developments. Um, so, you know, on top of that, you know, you guys have talked about all the things that you're doing to push forward the consumer chain and their chain security aspect and smart contracts. Um, kind of, can you talk about some of like, the things you're doing? Like, I know you mentioned like the custom interchain accounts and interchain uh, queries features that, you know, like Lido finds really fascinating that they're going to be able to leverage to kind of interact with all of the zones with just a smart contract. Yeah. So um, basically all of this is, is you know, the, the core premise is IBC, right? You have this transport layer that um, kind of does all the basic function and that has like a tremendous um, design space on top of it for applications that can be built on, on, on top of IBC. And so um, the kind of like, three main um, innovations that have surfaced and 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 being been actively worked on so far are intention security so how do you coordinate two zones so that they can actually rely on the same staked assets and the same validator sets for security um, interchain accounts so how can you allow one zone to execute and hopefully track transactions on that other zone so to be able to write to that other blockchain um, to be able to do things on the other blockchains and then interchain queries which kind of enable interchain accounts to be interesting interchain queries being uh, very simply put a way to securely um, read from that other blockchain to see what's happening there because it's difficult to act if you if you have no idea what is the state of the thing you're trying to interact with um, and so you know all of these they've been um, 
kind of like because like they've been approached to by like by the kind of the angle of an app chain and so a lot of the bindings and a lot of the development that is needed to make them really uh, handy for small contracts have not have not um, been worked on um, and made available and so that that's kind of what we're focusing on so you know interchange security is is always going to be between um, zones so that's not really one of our focus we just we want interchange security because um, it has very nice properties in terms of how it aligns the incentives between our zone and the rest of the ecosystem and the Cosmos hub, which is kind of, you know, this anchoring and trashing theme see in the middle of Cosmos. So, um, you know, ecosystem alignment and then security, like having that um, TVL runway so that we know that everything that is built on Neutron doesn't threaten the, the, the security of Neutron itself, that we don't turn into a big honeypot that everybody wants to hack. Um, the minute we launch, basically, um, so that that's for interchange security in a in a in a nutshell. Interchain accounts um, are they're fascinating in how you can use them, but they're actually quite straightforward in how we're making them available to to smart contracts. Um, essentially, we're taking the existing um, interchain accounts uh, implementation and we're wrapping it into kind of like custom binary that allows us to, um, one, create an interface that Cosmwasm developers, so like small contracts developers are familiar with, that they are comfortable using, um, so that their small contracts can actually communicate with the uh, interchain accounts module of the zone and start passing uh, interchain accounts uh, messages to other zones to get their transactions executed. Um, and we're adding, you know, um, like kind of, uh, uh, the sprinkle on top, which is the ability to track the execution status of your of your transaction, which is not always uh, possible. So basically, instead of just you send the transaction and then magic happens, um, it's like you send your transaction, um, and once it has been executed, you get an acknowledgement with either you know success of the transaction it has been executed, included into a block, or an error um, it does it didn't work. Um, or if none of these happen in you know, a set delay, you get a timeout so that you know that nothing happened on the zone, something went wrong. So you need to, you need to deal with the situation and, and, and fix it basically. And so like having the, the certainty that you're going to get information on what happened on the zone allows you to take this into account when you develop your protocol. So that, or is it just me? So, sorry, what? Can you hear me? Did he, did he cut up for you, Tricky? Um, I can hear you guys. Yeah, I can hear you too. I don't know if Tricky's having connection issues. Okay. Um, should I should I repeat that last part, or should we move on to uh, interesting queries? I think you're good to to uh, keep going. Uh, let me uh, follow up with Tricky in the back channel. Cool. Thanks. And so, yeah, interesting queries is kind of like the, you know, the the one that I think is it's very underrated because you know, interesting queries they're they're, they're not something that users are, are going to um, be interacting directly with um, at all, basically. But it's kind of, it's, it's really important because one, they're tricky to implement. Um, you know, there are various ways you can make them, but all of these um, solutions have trade-offs. Um, so they're tricky to implement and they're also extremely necessary because if you are unable to retrieve data from that other zone, Basically, either you can't build a complex protocol or you can't build a protocol at all, or you need to rely on trusted solutions, on oracles, for example, 
which you know might might be very interesting products but if you're if you're going to be building on kind of like a trust minimized primitive like ibc you might you might you might as well want to depend on data that has been retrieved in a trust minimized way as well um so the the thing here is where we're planning on implementing two um like to 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 go live with two different interchain queries implementation um the the first one being kind of like developed in house by by our team um this implementation okay actually to, to give a bit of of context like there are two main ways that you can make interchain queries um a query at a very fundamental like a very high level is kind of a, a question that you can ask the blockchain you're on to obtain information about you know what is the state of that blockchain right now uh, the thing is you can't ask that question from another blockchain so that's why interchain queries are needed to implement them there's basically you know two main ways that you can think about it the first one is you use the same kind of question that the cosmos sdk can understand you package it in a way that ensures it's going to be routed um you know that is going to take the right route and end up uh, in the right module so that you can get your answer or the alternative is you get the data directly but then you're going to get raw data that hasn't been uh, processed into the data structures that you can actually use in your protocols and so you have you know some processing to do there um, both of these options have different trade-offs um, the the first one the making the question that the cosmos sdk understands is what strange love labs and um, others i think polymer dao and um and one more i'm guilty for forgetting their name i'll pin the we we made a thread about their implementation recently uh quasar Fi. so quasar quasar uh, strange love and polymer dao are working on um an implementation of interchain queries that is based on um, basically it's a bit similar to interchain accounts in that it packages the query itself into um, you know like different layers of packaging that allows every step of the the process to kind of recognize like oh this is an interchain queries it has to go to this module next so that the package gets routed through the zone correctly and you can at the end get the query executed just like if it was from that zone and then you package the results back and you send them to the zone the, the 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 remote zone that asked the question in the first place basically so that's uh strange love icq the problem there is that to be able to route this uh question throughout your the, the different modules and the nodes of your zone you need to have uh, a specific module on that zone that you're querying um, which is not very handy, especially right now, since literally, you know, it's it's a new technology, and so it's going to take time for every or most of the zones in Cosmos to adopt this module. And that means that if we're only relying on this solution, um, you know, we we could go live uh, with with a state where you know people are able to make queries, but no chain is able to process them, and so we actually can't get data. Um, out of these zone until they, you know, make an upgrade, add a module to their to their to their binary, and so that's kind of um, if you really want to bootstrap activity and and the ability of smart contracts to bring, um, you know, to start building right now, basically, um, that that's far from ideal. And so we're working on another implementation, which is um, 
like the, the basic principle is similar to what um, uh, Quicksilver is doing. So both of our teams made uh, interesting queries implementation that rely on, instead of asking the question to the Cosmos SDK, we actually go directly to the storage, right? So in, in the blockchain storage, simplifying you know, heavily again, in the blockchain storage, the, um, the data is stored as pairs of a key and a value, right? So key is like where the data is stored and then the value is the actual data. And so what we can do is we can um, go to that zone and retrieve all the key value pairs that we need to get the answer, bring them back to our zone, and then process them, like verify them and process them. The, the way we verify them is we use Merkle proofs that you can only obtain for key value data, basically. And so, you know, we go to that zone, we get the right pairs of, of data, and then we can make a system either at the module level of the interchain query module on your zone or at the smart contract level. You can basically take those pairs of data process them into the data structure that you need to have at the end of the day to be able to use it for your, your protocol. Um, what's really interesting about this, um, this implementation is that it's really, really permissionless in the way that the zone that you're retrieving data from doesn't need to do anything. It, it only needs to have IBC, basically. As long as you can have a relayer and as long as they can read your blockchain storage, um, then, like, then you're capable of using this implementation to retrieve data. But it also has a couple of limitations. For example, if you don't know where the data is stored, if you don't know the key um, that you want to, you know, to, to, to look for data at, um, it's going to be really difficult for you to actually get the data you need. Because either you're going to take all of the storage and then kind of like parse the data to try and find the thing you're looking for, which is expensive and a bit, you know, it's, it's not elegant at all. So you wouldn't, you wouldn't want to do that. And um, and the, the second problem as well is that when the structure of how data is stored in the, the blockchain storage uh, evolves, for example, when there's an update, um, then you need to update your interchain queries as well because they will not no longer be certain, like you know retrieving the right data for you to to answer the, the question you want to answer basically. And so basically having those implementation allows us to do something which is very nice which is as long as um, strange love's interchain module is not live um, that's fine because we can already do most of the queries using our own implementation at launch so smart contracts are already able to retrieve most of the data that they would need to make most of the complex uh, protocols out there um, but then as time passes you know more and more like we believe that more and more people, like more and more zones, will start adopting um, Strange Love, Polymer DAO, and Quasar Phi's um, implementation, and so you will, you know, we will get a more streamlined, a more clean kind of like process to 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 get interesting queries, and Neutron will also support that. And so, kind of having both uh, at the same time and having that versatility that you can query any zone regardless of whether or not they've implemented the module. Um, is 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 really great because it means that on the same platform you know you you have access to that data already so you can already start um you know building cross-chain uh, applications and you are guaranteed to continue uh get that data and on top of it it might become simpler to get it in the future basically i hope that was understandable because i i assume that was a a bit <laughs> 
to take that in. was a bit that was a bit to take in for me i'm just checking in with tricky to see if he's uh back can you hear us tricky you there if um so like interesting queries if you're uh interested are you know we, we've pinned them at the top of the of the uh of the space so feel free to to check these uh publications we've had explainers on interchain security and why it matters on interchain accounts and on interchain queries both like for both implementations basically so like if, you know if that wasn't very clear if you're a bit confused um you know check out those threads and if you have questions like leave them in the comments we we, we try to respond to the community as much as possible and so you know if, if you guys want explanations or if something isn't clear in our presentations like just let it, let us know because we're we're always happy to to provide information so I have a question. When when do you think as a like let's let's not even say as a developer, just as a community member, when do you think that we'll be able to fully utilize like all of this? Um so th there's multiple layers to 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 your question. Um the first thing though is that I'm not a developer. Um I, I have no technical background. The you know, the only reason I'm uh, capable of trying to explain the systems is because I spend a lot of my time talking with our developer team to understand exactly what we're, um, you know, what we're building and trying to make it somewhat understandable. <laughs> like, I hope I'm, I'm doing a reasonably good job at this, but. Uh, no, you're doing, you're doing a good job. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, personally, I already under, I've had multiple interchain accounts and query conversations with, with developers and also, you know, just like on spaces and stuff like that. But I, I just, you know, I was just curious. I mean, I, I've heard different things. And I know in this space, you don't want to give like an exact time frame. But, you know, I don't know if quarter one or quarter two of next year, I've heard different different things. And yeah, I've heard, I've had people say that, you know, interchain accounts is a little bit far off still. There's a lot of work to be done. So just, I was just curious. Because, I mean, realistically, that's kind of holding us back with everything right now. Like, as as a, you know, really full-fledged using and utilizing, uh, the you know, our technology. It's kind of, you know, it's still almost like it's still an idea. And it's not there yet for people to really grasp the idea, especially people not in Cosmos. Like, you know, being able to do all this is going to be amazing. And I didn't know if for Neutron, if there's a certain specific use case that's going to make you different than like what what other people are doing with trying to do, you know, interchain accounts and queries. And you, maybe you touched on at the very beginning. I did miss a little bit at the very beginning of this conversation. But um, and then having, having said all that, uh, I don't know, it's, I guess it's two part. You know, I'm, I'm assuming you're going to have a token and what would be, you know, I don't know if I'm jumping a gun, but what's the premise and, and purpose of having a token for something like this? Yeah, okay. So there's a lot to unpack here as well. <laughs> so I'm, uh, you know, I have a bit of a tendency to go on a rent. So stop me if I if I, if I I get boring or something. But so for interchain accounts and interchain queries, um, I guess the, the so the the features that uh, I'm, I'm describing right now um, are, you know, well, Strangelove's implementation is not something that we are actively developing. So, you know, we're looking forward to implementing it as as soon as it's out, as soon as soon as it can be implemented by us. Um, but but like giving a date on this is not my uh, you know purview, I guess. Um, but then for the uh, interchange transaction module that we're building around interchain accounts, and for our implementation of interchain queries, um, these will be you know part of the code base of of Neutron at launch. So. If you want to build a protocol that uses those, um, you will be able to deploy it 
around launch, provided that you've started, you know, working on it and developing it and testing it on the test nets, for example, like you could be deploying your protocol there fairly soon after launch, which should be, you know, it's difficult there again to, to give a date because, you know, we depend on the release of interchain security, which um, is slated to be released on uh, January 2023. We are planning to have a test net in between the release of interchain security and the release of Neutron to make sure that, you know, everything is working smoothly uh, with interchain security enabled, that our valid, like the validators from the Cosmos Hub are properly running the code, that they're comfortable running it, um, you know, that they know the ins and outs of, uh, of Neutron as a, as a piece of code and as, as, a, as a blockchain. Um, so it's kind of difficult to give like a precise date for, date for um, Neutron to launch, but basically Q1 2023. And these features will be, you know, part of the part of the code base already. Um, now, at the same time, like to to what you were saying, to you know the the extent to which these are functional, um, I think interesting accounts are kind of considered as a um, somewhat of a transitionary tra tra yeah transitionary technology in that eventually we want to have interchain standards for uh, basically all kinds of use cases so that we have standardized interactions between zones and we can have you know like very direct integrations where we don't have to use workarounds like interchain accounts where you're basically you know kind of like taking a transaction that as it would have been made on that blockchain but you're making it on your blockchain packaging it so that it can be routed to the place where it should have been executed on that other blockchain so it's kind of like it's it's incredible because it allows us to bootstrap interoperability in Cosmos like much earlier than otherwise would have been possible. But at the same time, it's also like not the end game itself, right? It's a way to bootstrap it much quicker. And it's the same for key value queries, I guess. They're they're really great in that they allow you to access data on any zone as long as they have IBC, which is extremely powerful. Um, but at the same time, they're you know they're not perfectly elegant in in the way that they solve the problem. They have their own limitations. And so they're not, you know, precisely the end game either, but, but, but there are ways to bootstrap this. And so that's why, like, I expect that there will be a fair amount of, um, you know, interchain activity, uh, where Newton will be, uh, involved like fairly soon after launch, like, you know, we will probably need a couple of months to get, um, every protocol, like launching kind of like going through their bootstrapping phases, gathering liquidity or launching their tokens or whatnot. But, you know, these features will be available early on. And so we're like, I expect interesting activity to really start early on. Um, it will get more interesting and more complex as time goes and those uh, technologies mature, but it will start early on. Okay, so that's that's the first thing, I guess, on kind of like what to expect from, from, from these. Um, now for the for the token, like it's it's a good question. Like technically, you could do a zone where um, there is no specific token for that zone. The thing though is that you know when you're when you're bootstrapping a new zone, especially one that intends to bring new teams to uh, build projects, you kind of need to be able to one um, you know structure the economic flows throughout your blockchain, and two kind of like be able to um, you know like answer the questions and and problematics of those developers and a big one is usually funding like okay look i'm interested in building this but how do i feed my family for the next six months while i'm building this protocol right and so one of the big ways that zones do this is by um you know giving grants giving incentives 
giving liquidity mining uh, programs because those indirectly help fund the, the teams that are building because you know if you're doing liquidity mining basically what you're doing is you're paying for people to use these apps or to use them more uh, preferably which you know every time they use it they if the app is monetizing their activity in any way they're getting a fee from somewhere um, you know, if it's a liquid staking, it's from uh, taking a, a portion of the rewards. If it's a DEX, they're taking a trading fee. If it's a money market, you're, you know, the difference between the interest rate between borrowing and, and lending. So like everybody's taking a fee at some point and that's how you monetize, right? Um, and so by incentivizing usage, you're basically um, adding up how much uh, fees that they get. And so they they can fund themselves more more efficiently and and kind of like bootstrap themselves. So having a token is kind of like, it's useful for this mechanism, but it's also useful to kind of like align the economic flows and the interest of the various actors. So if we, if we break it down, we have the validators, we have um, the investors, we have the users and the, and, and the builders, right? So what, we, what you wanna have is you want to have a token that has, you know, that is interesting enough to hold so that the inver investors are, helping drive the, the, the value of the token and not like uh, crashing it down and kind of like endangering the economic um, like viability of the zone kind of, because otherwise your incentives are, you know, if, if there's no one willing to buy the token, then the incentives you're giving to developers are not going to help them pay rent, basically. Um, you want to have a, a, a token that, you know, developers can... Um, well, you know, sell to to fund themselves, but also that uh, that they might be interested in holding or using to participate in governance. Um, same for users. You know, you wanna you wanna make sure that users uh, one get rewarded for holding the token, participating in governance, participating uh, in using the zone, um, all of this, and then validators. You need to to find a way to pay them as well, right? And so, like that's that's uh, via the transaction fees. So the the way we're we're thinking about uh, neutron tokenomics. Which you know it's it's still a work in progress. We uh, we haven't announced the finalized version of our tokenomics because we think that this is you know it's a significant um, chunk of of a, of a zone's kind of like look and feel and experience and 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 sustain like viability. And so we really want to make sure that we get everything right there. But the the general principle is that we're going to launch with a um, with a tokenomic model that is similar to Curve where you can uh, vote lock your tokens for um, for um, you know like a, a, a period of time that you can choose so let's say for six months up to four years and depending on how long you lock your tokens and demonstrate your kind of like long-term alignment to the zone you will get uh, proportionally more voting power right like the more aligned long-term you are with the zone the more you have a say into what happens at the zone's level the other main bit of tokenomic is kind of like the the liquidity gauge system and so you know we're we're going to have a system where protocols can um register themselves like you know provide an address um to receive liquidity mining incentives based on how much uh how much people vote for them right so you have various gauges let's say there's one for the dex one for the AM, the, the the money market etc cetera, etc cetera. If you have, for example, a competition between two money markets, then voting power becomes very important because it will, um, you know, influence the amount of incentives that each of these get. Um, 
But then these incentives, basically, they're, they're used mostly to incentivize usage of the zone. So it's not like the, the team get paid uh, more. Like It's not like vote for this team to get paid. It's more like, okay, which, which protocol is actually you know, core to the zone's economy? Which one is um, really participating in driving value? Vote for them, and then they get incentives so that people get rewarded for using them, kind of, and so that they can keep growing, basically develop new features and continue to contribute to the, to, to the zone. Um, so that's the first mechanism, that, but that's, that's kind of like really the, 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 the base layer of it. But eventually we want to um, kind of like develop this mechanism so that it's able to fund public good. And so the way it works is basically there are some rules around, um, you know, how you can express your voting power uh, between various gauges. The goal is to one, avoid having one protocol that kind of like takes over all the incentives or most of the incentives. We want them to be, you know, reasonably uh, spread across all of the meaningful um, protocols that are registered on the zone, um, and and you can have some rules. So either like a, for example, a flat distribution or other mechanisms. Like people could vote for for the for the public good gauges as well. But basically, if you're building something that benefits the whole ecosystem, so either you know the the micro neutron ecosystem or the macro cosmos ecosystem, but this solution is either you know, either you're building it as something that you don't want to monetize because you want this to be a public good, or or you're building something that cannot be monetized. Then you can apply for um, a public good gauge, and so you will get um, neutron incentives at each epoch, which allow you to kind of like fund your operations and make sure that this uh, infrastructure, this tooling, this dashboarding, whatever it is that you know uh, we deem is interesting to support as an ongoing basis, gets funded, right? So that's the second kind of like implementation that you can have for the liquidity cages. But then there's also a third. So, you know, the the long-term goal for Neutron is to um, eventually be entirely uh, managed and taken over by its um, own community. And that implies, you know, mature governance systems, but also mature funding systems. And so the public good gauges and the, the liquidity mining incentives uh, they're kind of like one part of that funding by providing like kind of like ongoing funding and support, financial support to the teams on Neutron. But sometimes you also need to do more like one-offs. And so for these, like grants are, are much more convenient. And so um, in, the, in the early days of Neutron, it's likely that we will have more centralized kind of like grants process because we need to move fast. We need to be able to really deeply vet the protocols that we want to fund to avoid basically waste, wasting the, uh, the the zone's equity. Um, so it, it's likely to be somewhat centralized uh, in, in its process at first. Um, but then eventually what we want to move towards is one, a fully decentralized grants program, and then grants allocator that are sourced from the community. So the way it would roughly work is that people who are recognized for being engaged, genuine, um, you know, um, experienced or um, you know that 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 have a value that is recognized by the community of people who use neutron um, or build on neutron, et cetera, get access to um, a budget through a liquidity mining gauge. So that person applies to a liquidity mining gauge. They receive incentives that they're able to spend to finance other projects. And by reviewing their results, people can kind of like uh, decide whether or not they think they are bringing value to Neutron. And if they are, 
then they can attribute more voting power to them or less voting power if they're not performing and bringing value to Neutron. So that's kind of like a third way it can be implemented. Obviously, there's like a lot of moving parts in all of this, in all of these, and it's, you know, it's, I don't think this has ever been implemented before. And so um, we will, the, the, the way we will release these systems is we'll start conservatively with, um, you know, a, a smaller set feature, um, a smaller set of features, and then we'll tweak them, make adjustments based on, you know, what we see in the wild. Um, and we'll refine them as an ongoing basis until we have something that is kind of like self-sustaining and that we have a community that has really started taking over all of these tools to kind of like manage, its, like be the captain of its destiny, if you will. So, so yeah, that's kind of like one of the, you know, a few reasons why having a token is kind of interesting. You guys are like, I really like how you got creative with kind of like the way you can fund developers, you know, and continue, have them continue building and also attract them to come building. Uh, because like you said, you know, they do need to put food on the table and all they're building these cool things. Um, and not everybody just has a bunch of money in the bank to, to just live off over some VC funding. So, um, that's really creative and, and innovative. Um, I wanted to open it up to anybody out in the crowd. Now, if you guys have any questions, um, any feedback, anything you guys want to come up here and, and talk about for uh, neutron with spade, uh, please request the mic. Um, if you are afraid to come up on stage, um, you can always, uh, DM me or, you know, reply to the, uh, posts that we have uh, for the space and we'll get to your question as well too. Um, but, uh, would love to get some feedback from, from people in the community on uh, what they think and what questions they have. Yes, please. You know, we've been, uh, we've been somewhere somewhat like, um, single-sided in our communication so far we've been you know talking a lot but we haven't had a lot of opportunities yet to to listen to the community so please if you have a question or you know some piece of feedback that you'd want to to share or discuss with us uh, please do looks like we got crypto guru hey thank you can you hear me okay yep uh two questions i think one is uh, I'm i'm a new cosmonaut by the way uh, coming from traditional stock market and uh, the gains in crypto were too big to ignore. Um, obviously, came at a wrong time, which is fine. I'm still learning. Um, question is about the interchain uh, queries. Um, just for a, for a, I would say, normal stock trader, could you explain to me uh, what interchain Query means I understand the interchain accounts, I understand interchain security. Uh, if you can dwell a little bit more on on the query side, so that's number one. And number two, I'm a very selfish, greedy person. Uh, Neutron is going to start uh, uh, probably a new revolution in terms of uh, um, uh, new consumer chains. And my 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 thinking here is if 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 there is a big project and uh, ultimately it will need its own blockchain and examples are like vast for example the the board apes uh, the the ape token wanted to go onto new chain and i think they decided on polygon i think uh, cosmos uh, with this sdk is a no brainer uh, any big company if they want to use exploit blockchain it's a no brainer for that company to come to cosmos so uh, just I, I wanted to uh, know your thoughts on that particular comment. So yeah, two questions. Thank you very much. Apologies if, if it is too long. Thanks. No, no worries. Um, so for, for the ICQs, I guess um, the, the, the most simple way to put it is that 
if you interchain, if you enter, sorry, if you understand interchain accounts, interchain accounts are a way to do things on other blockchains. Interchain queries are kind of like the complementary uh, to that. They allow you to know what's going on on other blockchains. Um, if you don't have interchain queries, you can imagine yourself as being in separate rooms, right? I don't know what's going on on the room next to me. Um, and so, you know, interacting with it is going to be difficult as long as I'm in com completely in the dark as to what is happening there, basically. So interesting queries are just that. So for me, uh, so, so basically that means uh, if, if, let's say, price of uh, Atom is, is, let's say, uh, just to make the audience really happy, uh, 1600 in one DAX and 1650 on other DAX. Uh, I'm not talking about Vanak. Uh, report guys i'm i'm genuinely talking about <laughs> seriously so the the query will help me know exactly what's going on is that a simple interpretation of what you said well yeah so let's make a you know let's build just a bit around your example so let's say um you know i create a neutron and now i want to make um a dex aggregator right so my business is to give the best prices uh available to my customers on neutron and to perhaps take a cut of the, of the difference between you know the prices that they would get if they went to a dex on their own and the price that they're getting which is better because i'm giving them the best price available so the thing is let's say there's no dex on neutron for now right so i need to get the prices from dexes across other blockchains well if i don't have interchain queries the only like the, the main way i can get that price data is either I run my own infrastructure to get that data, but then it's not on chain, it's not verifiable. So if people trust me, they can still use my protocol, but they cannot verify that I'm actually giving them the best price at the moment where I'm executing the, the transaction kind of. Um, another alternative is to use an Oracle, so you know, like Chainlink or Pyth or Pyth, I never know how to pronounce it, um, like Ben Protocol and others. Um, you know, they're great, they're somewhat decentralized, but 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 same, they have um, additional trust assumptions. You're trusting that their validators are doing their job properly and that they're giving you the right price data from these other DEXs, right? Interchain queries simply allow you to get the data from the DEXs from the other blockchains yourself in a trust-minimized way. So you're not trusting any validator, any uh, relayer that you wouldn't be trusting if like by just transacting on that blockchain i'm glad i'm glad you said that because that's i was just going to hop in that's basically the way i was explaining it to people everyone kind of knows what Chainlink is and Chainlink is basically an oracle that brings web 2 data to web 3 and queries is once something's on the blockchain you don't even technically need Chainlink anymore Chainlink is and oracles are only really good for like say sports betting for example you know like you need up-to-date like minute by minute type of of information from web 2. Well yeah, you still would need oracles. Like it's it's almost like a translator from web 2 to web 3. But once you're in web 3, like or like there's no need for oracles. Queries is what an oracle is in in basically blockchain. So once it's in the blockchain, that's all what a query is. It's just so all the data, sauce. all the information is there. Cosmos sauce. so so would I then 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 the question I don't know whether uh, you asked or someone else asked about why there is a need for Neutron. Here we go. So uh, Chainlink, for example, the example you gave, uh, uh, you, you need to kind of use Chainlink's uh, token 
to get that information. So here's a use case for Neutron then. I, I don't want to dilute my questions here. Uh, maybe I'm going on a tangent, but just an answer to your, your question, why you need Neutron token. Here we go. Yeah, I guess. Um, I guess that, that that's part of it, yes. And But, but like, it, it's it's really about the access to this technology. Um, so anyway, yeah. Um, thanks, Cosmos. Hoss? H-O-S-S? How do you pronounce your... Yeah, it's it's Hoss, yeah. That's, that, yeah, that's the way I always like to try to explain was... it to people. It's like, you know, like I look at like Chainlink as just a translator from that that world to our world, which is Web3, you know? Once you're in Web3, there's no need for, for that, unless you're trying to bring, again, like some sort of data that you need from Web2, which would, you know, my, always, my point is always like a, like sports betting. Like, okay, you need the score change, it's this time, and you need that to, to sort of data. Like, that's what, what Chainlink and all that's for. But, you know, once it's in the blockchain, there's no more need for that. It's this the blockchain queries, basically. Second question was about the consumer chains, Neutron. Sorry. Yeah. Um, can you rephrase it? Because, like, uh, you know, I remember roughly the, the statement that you made and that you asked comments about. But I'm, Yeah, I'm not... so, so basically, I think Neutron will be one of the first, again, apologies if I'm saying this incorrect, uh, one of the first consumer chains coming to Cosmos. Uh, how, where do yeah. you think is the future? And what can we as Atom stakers uh, ex expect uh, in terms, you know, I, I don't know if you know, but uh, there is Atom tree that conveys the true value of Atom. People think at Atom's price at 10 and 11, and then they compare the all-time highs. But reality is um, Atom is like 160 or 170 if you include all the airdrops. So it was a greedy question. It was your vision about what Atom stakers can um, uh, expect in terms of consumers chains, airdropping their tokens, plus also the whole revolution in itself. So I'm not going to make any price predictions because uh, in 99%, like 99 plus percent of cases, I will be wrong. Uh, also, if I knew exactly how to predict the prices, I would be you know, trading a lot more than I would be building. Um, but so the, basically, like to, to perhaps give a more general statement about like where I think we're headed as a kind of like a, as an industry, I think, you know, like, Ethereum, for example, for example, I think is likely to remain, um, you know, a very significant ecosystem that drives a lot of attention and and adoption. But I think Cosmos is currently extremely underrated, and that because you know we've had this focus on kind of like singular L1s uh, for so long, we've kind of um, left behind or you know like not given. Um, its fair share of attention and activity to to cosmos which is kind of like as i said in the intro um a really radically different uh way of approaching blockchain and 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 scaling and customizability as well sovereignty um, and so like what i expect to happen is that i expect um, cosmos to be one of the if not the most significant um ecosystem behind ethereum and um, I, expect, I expect that the Cosmos Hub will kind of be one of the hot pockets within this larger ecosystem. I don't think that, I mean, I, I could be wrong. Once again, I'm, I'm not myself a dev. So like the, um, you know, the actual bot bottlenecks of interchain securities are perhaps something that um, elapsed me at, at, at the present time. But I don't believe that a future where 
all of Cosmos or most of Cosmos or like 1,000 consumer chains um, are you know secured by Atom is at least in the current implementation very realistic because validators have to run separate nodes for each of the networks that are inter that are interchain secured. So it's still a ton of work. Um, and because they're you know required to be active in in governance in reviewing the code of those zones, it's you know it's a tremendous amount of work basically. And so scaling to hundreds or you know thousands of uh, consumer chains, at least with the current implementation, the current expectations that we have from validators, is not something that I believe is uh, very realistic. What I do believe will happen though is that Atom will be uh, the highest quality, like the premier. Um, security provider in Cosmos, and that it will be kind of, you know, in in a situation where it has the luxury of securing only the most uh, useful and uh, and the projects with the most potential. Um, I think other zones will eventually move into um, you know capitalizations and maturity where they are able to start providing security as well, which is going to be really interesting. And so I think we'll end up with this kind of uh, you know like actual galaxy with local pockets. Of, of very well integrated and kind of like security sharing um, micro like microcosms that are all part of this like larger cosmos web basically and that also you know that also kind of like plays into what you were saying about um, web two or or even like non web uh, institutions kind of like coming into web three eventually they will want to have um, you know kind of like um, setups that respect some kind like their uh, the leg legislations that they they are under the jur jurisdictions of um they will want to have you know like parameters that respect these conditions that they're submitted to and so it's likely that they will mostly interface with other zones that respect those conditions as well so that they can kind of trace activity throughout the um, the, the the chain of execution uh in a kind of like compliant um uh, environment right and so these are likely to form their own microcosm and so you could imagine that there would be kind of like compliant security providers as well as kind of like the the broader kind of like cosmos ecosystem as we know know it uh today and so like i, I don't think the cosmos hub is going to be like this one thing that secures everything um directly but just like it's not going to route every abc packet ever because that would be you know a huge central point of failure uh, um, a huge like bottleneck as well i do think it's going to be uh, the most competitive and attractive uh, security provider and by doing this it will accrue you know a lot of either yield um in atoms which are going to be um you know kind of like mitigating its inflation and thus you know strengthening its price action as well um or kind of driving yield from other zones and other projects allowing it to you know like if you if you calculate the the price to 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 earn ratio and that that like price to revenue and, and stuff the the valuations will inflate as well because the the income that the hub is generating is is um is increasing as well hope that makes sense it made great sense uh, i think he dropped off um we also had welding that uh had a question that was gonna had a question about oh. his internet cut off as well too uh, I'll ask I'll ask Welding's question. Let me get to it really quick in the DMs. Um, Spade, you're doing a great job explaining this stuff, by the way. Um, so we, we, we appreciate that. I just want you to know that. Um, so he said, he wants to, so playing devil's advocate, if Neutron became popular enough, would they ever consider an app chain for yourself? 
or would you stay on the hub as a consumer chain um, forever? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I, I don't really imagine uh, Neutron branching off of the Cosmos hub. That's like really at the core of our identity in our projects. Um, like that, as I said, it's not, you know, that if, if you only thought about a um, economic security standpoint, um, it could make, make sense in, in a way to separate from the Cosmos hub to be secured by the Neutron token if the Neutron token became so much more valuable than the Cosmos hub. The problem then is that you would lose the other very interesting um, attribute of being interested in secured by the Cosmos hub, which is that you're, um, you know, you're forcefully aligning yourself, your interest with the rest of the ecosystem as um, through the proxy of the Cosmos hub, right? You're driving value to the ecosystem that, you know, has been the recipient of all the airdrops, which means that um, stakers and, you know, like the stakeholders of the Cosmos hub are also those who have the most widely distributed set of interest in the in 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 the cosmos ecosystem and so like interesting security with the cosmos hub like provides a feature to the smart contracts launching on top of neutron but it also kind of ensures that you know the the mission of cosmos as a whole and the mission of neutron are aligned right we're not in this to you know make a quick flip and um and 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 I don't know, like get a couple of millions because we made a, 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 cool, a cool looking projects. What we're trying to do here is to actually sparehead the growth of the chain as a whole. Um, the thing is we win, like Neutron wins when there's a lot of activity throughout the ecosystem, right? So obviously we want to have a lot of activity on Neutron itself, but the, the, the focus that we have on interoperability only makes sense if there are, you know, lively and interesting stuff to interact with, in, to interoperate with in the first place, right? And so interchange security is one of the ways that we enforce this alignment as well. And so I don't really like I don't see at all actually Neutron one way one day moving to entirely its own uh, validator set. Um, if Neutron becomes extremely valuable, uh, and, you know, it could make sense once interchange security like um, progresses as a technology for Neutron to have its own validator set as a supplement. Um, to increase the higher bound of the economic security of Neutron. That wouldn't be my you know, favorite option. I think what makes the most sense is for Neutron to be secured, interesting secured by multiple zones, right? And so that, that like for this to happen, um, you, you need a lot of other zones. Like, you know, I'll, I'll give some examples, but they're not binding. They're just, you know, name dropping for examples. Um, let's say like Juno, Evmos, um, Osmosis or whatever, if they, you know, if, they reach um, some degree of maturity, stability, and you know their valuations increase. Then it is just a natural fit for Neutron to start being interested and secured by them as well on top of the Cosmos Hub, so that not only are we accruing value to the Cosmos Hub, we're also accruing value to these kind of like other parts of the ecosystem that we can interoperate with, and that you know we benefit from um, an increase in you know the total security that we get, and so that the protocols are launching on top of us also you know get this runway to keep growing basically awesome yeah willing's giving a clap so i think he uh he liked there's the answer and <laughs> um, he did a good job explaining it thank you sir and then i have another uh, just a reminder if you guys want to come up and ask a question uh just request the mic uh we'll let you on up um if there's anything you're interested in any feedback any suggestions or anything like that uh, go ahead and come up i see somebody uh asked said uh that they hope you guys uh create like some sort of 
you know, Telegram or Discord group or something to onboard uh, the community because um, there's yeah. a lot of cool stuff okay. going on. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know if you can call this alpha, but um, I, you know, we're we're in the last stages of uh, releasing our Telegram first. We've um, we've been working on the Discord, so that will come eventually. Um, you know, we want to make sure that those uh, places are are nice and ready for the community before we kind of like open the doors because. You know, like as like as soon as you get a lot of people from Web three into one group, then you're creating a great target for scammers and you know like bots and stuff to come and try to steal people's seed phrases. So you know, we want to we want to make sure that we have you know people who will um, look after each other in those groups before we open them. That we will have like the bots and the the right like settings and everything, the right infrastructure to make sure that you know we're trying to. We're we're doing everything that's possible to one make sure that the conversations are enjoyable and uh, and helpful to everybody, and two um, that you know like we aren't creating like making our community kind of like an easy target for scammers and and the likes. So yeah, Telegram's coming very soon, probably probably in the next few days, maybe next week, I would say. So look out for the announcement. Like we'll we'll publish something on on Twitter when we do open it. Very nice. That'll make a lot of people happy and get a lot of people ready for when you launch and like you said, build that community but keep them safe too. So and then somebody, um, another question. So will Neutron have its own lending protocol? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um. We so like. We have like there are a lot of agreements and negotiations that we're uh, through with, you know, like numerous teams from the ecosystem and, you know, like very, very strong builders. We haven't finalized everything. So for the, you know, out of respect for them, um, I won't be dropping names, but we're, you know, like a money market, like a good money market is something that we want to have at launch. And so far it's looking like we're going to get, you know, the one of the best money markets of the ecosystem um, on Neutron at launch, and one of the best DEXs as well. Uh, potentially, or we'll also get like a, you know, a very, like the largest, most, like um, the largest with the most experienced liquid staking as well. And then um, the last thing that we're, we'd like to really get at launch is kind of like a, um, a native stable, CDP stable coin to make sure that, you know, we have, um, unified liquidity and unified user experience on Neutron. So yeah, like those are kind of like the, you know, the, the very strong priorities. But then everything else um, that we can get on the zone at launch is something that we're interested. So we're we're taking with um, numerous teams. Some of them do like yield optimization, um, liquidity management, um, you know, NFT marketplaces and and the likes. Um, they haven't been confirmed these yet, but we're seeing a lot of interest in Neutron, and so we're we're excited to. You know, hit the ground running with this ecosystem. That's exciting. You know, that was, you know, something else that was asked too was if you guys had any uh, other projects that were planning to build on top of Neutron already. Um, and it sounds like you guys already have like a pipeline of projects and some really high profile projects ready to uh, come build and be a part of the interchain. Yeah, there's. Um, certainly a couple of high profile projects that are interested. And then we also have like a, a wide variety of, you know, like very um, Cosmos native like teams. Um, well, I mean, like some of these high profiles are are um, also Cosmos um, native, 
Actually, the one that isn't is Lido, and it's been announced already. So yeah, like the other ones are iProfile and Cosmos Native. And then we also have other teams that are perhaps not as, um, you know, uh, established yet, but that are um, building really interesting kind of like innovative products that really want to, you know, not just build a, pr a protocol that is useful in the zone that it's on, but that really want to to think into chain basically. And that, that's really what we're looking for. Like in our opinion, that's that's really where things get, complex but also like fascinating and really exciting yeah like i think this is going to be great for like you know you guys are really going to kick off like the consumer chain aspect of it but you guys are going to have a really like great playground for people to come play right from the start because kind of like you mentioned you know you don't have to bootstrap security or, or wait for any of that you already have that and don't even have to worry about that so you're just focusing on the product for sure that, that's is, the know. great thing about interesting security as a technology so like, like I, 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 I see a great future for the for the Cosmos Hub with this technology. Excited for um, Cosmoverse as well. I'll I'll drop this here, but like, uh, you know, as as you know, uh, the white paper version two of Cosmos is kind of like coming out, being announced at uh, Cosmoverse. We'll be there, by the way. So if you're interested in Neutron, wanna you know meet with us, chat with us, get some of our sick merch, or. <laughs> Um, feel free to join us uh, at, at our booth, come see our presentation, come talk to us. Uh, you know, we're, we're happy to meet everybody. Yes, sir. I know there's a lot of Cosmonauts that will do that. I know uh, us of the ones that are from the Cosmos Spaces team that are going to be there. We'll, uh, we'll have to stop by and meet you guys, too, and chat for a little bit. Cool. Looking forward to that. Is there anybody else out there that has uh, any questions they'd like to ask, uh, whether you want to DM or come up on stage? Um, or Haas or Games. I don't know if you guys have any questions you guys want to ask. I'm good. Thank you very much. Uh, Spade and Tricky and Haas. Okay. Well, oh. any, any uh, last words? Any last alpha maybe that you haven't shared already? Or uh, just, yeah, any last words for us before we uh, wrap up the space? Interchain. That's the, that's the final word, I guess. <laughs> there we go. That's all about um awesome so like thanks, uh, thanks for organizing this and thanks for everybody who tuned in asked questions um you know like we're 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 really happy to to be able to have a chat with everybody it's really important for us so yes we appreciate your time uh it's always good to be able to talk to the people that are you know directly involved in you know the innovation that's going on and share that with the community so um thank you for doing this uh, everybody, thank you for coming. Uh, don't forget, uh, like you mentioned, they have the Telegram group that'll be coming up soon, so keep an eye out for that. Um, follow the Neutron page, um, and also too, uh, if you want to continue to support, you know, us Cosmos Spaces and what we're doing, uh, feel free to uh, delegate to some of our validators as well too. Um, all right, guys, we appreciate you. Hope you guys have a good one, and everybody, uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was the Neutron AMA, hosted by Cosmos Spaces, recorded on Wednesday, September 7th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Put your hands up like you got a couple questions.
directions Ain't no misdirection, just a bunch of flexing All aggressive, insane from all directions Smoke rolls in when I start a session Plank canvas, blaze up the handlers Rocking back and forth like I got the van stuck Don't grind the clutch, mind your hush Put your mask on and don't touch the antlers Feeling untouchable when I'm on the verse But in the universe, I'm just writing some words Enticing these nerds while I'm laying out my memoirs Like, remember when I had to fight the centaur? I'm a book nerd, let me take you on the journey Lost in the labyrinth, searching out the lost fern For certain, got the taxes included Acting like a writer, never felt secluded Get into the shit and line them up Just another fixed game of try my luck Go lighten up dog. it could always be worse Unless you're in the back of a hearse Then you're dead or putting in new speakers It's a toss up, driver or just tweakers Don't stress yo, I've done the research Living life like a bunch of fucking lemurs It's a remake, off the cutting floor we take A little bit of poison and put it in the cheesecake Tastes great, less filling, less stress, more killing As he blew the cornerstone out the building and the blocks came tumbling down all humble Feels like we're drowning in a little puddle Rebuttal? I should be taking off in the shuttle Getting high in space with the Hubble Spaces.